Hello and welcome dreamers to the Game of the Year edition for Dreamcast Years. Uh, this is all about figuring out what was the best game of 2006 according to us and with a little bit of help from you of course uh, with our Twitter polls. So for those of you listening for the first time this is basically going through what myself Stephen Rich. Hi Stephen Rich. Hello. 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 Uh, what we believed was the best game of that particular year, and we each pitch uh, the game that we liked. We get exactly one minute to pitch it, and uh, and then we have a little bit of a chat about it afterwards. Uh, the person who won the previous poll gets to pitch twice, and the person who lost the previous poll gets a bit of a handicap, uh, which uh, we'll figure out as we go on. Uh, so yeah and then at the end of that uh, there'll be a twitter poll that goes on for a week from when this airs so if you're listening over at radio sega hello and uh, you'll be able to see this poll pretty much straight after this uh, this episode airs and uh, get voting i guess and a week later we'll see what the game of the year was anyway hi both of you uh, i've already said hi how's it going yeah uh- yeah all, not too all bad right. you know all things yeah. considered yeah. All, that. all things considered yes true how are, how are you doing um yeah i'm all right <laughs> same bit yeah. crazy yeah, yeah you know yeah. you know it's uh i'd like to leave the house sometimes uh-huh. and go see people why haven't you left the house i, I, I don't know <laughs> couldn't possibly couldn't possibly say that you would know, date this podcast is it raining? <laughs> <laughs> i've been doing that joke for like nine months now and it's only worn more and more thin as time's gone on <laughs> yeah yeah no no it's just like shut up steve yeah no. <laughs> um, i hate I, I hate myself whenever whenever i do it if that helps it helps. Uh, so yes, <laughs> so, we we had a lovely episode for 2006 featuring uh, Lewis Cox from Dreamcast Junkyard and Alt Mag, uh, which was lovely. Very nice to chat to him, and it was also our first Radio Sega uh, first on Radio Sega episode. Uh, so thank you for everybody who listened to that one, and uh, hope you enjoyed it. It was very fun. It was a long one as well. That was, it was. two hours and twenty mm, yeah. minutes. Wow, That's a long one. We usually um, we usually uh, fairly did did disciplined here but sometimes you know the chat's just so good we just keep going yeah exactly exactly yeah i think we we passed it off as a bumper size episode for our first uh radio sega that's true yeah gig yeah. but in actuality we just couldn't stop talking and in fact so much so that we had a bunch of games we were going to add on at the end to talk about and we just didn't have time to talk about them so we'll usually give the guest kind of like a few games that they you know we didn't talk about to chat about and of course, Steve and Rich sometimes have them, or there's just other games that we just weren't able to fit in. There were a lot of games in 2006 that were very, very good. Um, a couple of them, uh, which will be, well, I'm going to give that away, aren't I? But a couple of which will be uh, uh, potentially pitched later on. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but the first of which, I'm going to go through some of the games that we didn't get to chat about, because uh, I think there's some great ones, really, that, that we really should touch on. The first of those being a game by Criterion Games, which is not a burnout game, and is in fact a shooter uh, released on February the 24th for PS2 and Xbox, and that was Black. Do you guys remember this one? Yes. It's very I re- good. I remember it. Didn't play it. Didn't play it? No. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I am I didn't play either. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Good. I think, I, well, I think I did, but I played like literally like maybe half an hour or an hour. Did you not enjoy it? Or? And I think, not really. Not well, really. I, I was disappointed. So the, the thing I remember about this was it was all about the guns and like ballistics, right? Mm-hmm. And physics related to that. And it was all about how you tear shit up when you shoot guns, right? Um, mm-hmm. I just remember playing it for that half an hour or an hour and just thinking, eh, it's not really that. I don't know. 
it didn't really felt a little bit misled, I guess. It just felt like a first okay. first person shooter. I mean, it, it looks it nice. Um, yeah. and the artwork's pretty cool as well. I'm just looking at that right now. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. But Yeah. It's a very nice it's definitely is a very nice looking game. I think they did a great job with it, and I think as as shooters go, at the time, I think it was an incredibly good one. Mm. I don't know. It's just, maybe it's just me although I'm not usually a shooter kind of or at least at the time I wasn't a shooter kind of person so I think maybe it spoke to me it, you know in the fact that it was very different from all of the other shooter games that I'd seen at the time it was the era when Call of Duty was still World War 2 so having something mm, a bit more modern was kind of nice true. and also Criterion and their background with um, with um, Burnout uh, and I think that kind of in, inspired them with the whole destruction element of it you know being able to you know you'd shoot into walls and pieces of plaster would fly off and it, it was just it was very it was very nice to it felt good to shoot things basically it wasn't it wasn't just the fact that you were taking people down it was also the fact that you were causing uh destruction yes. to the environment yes which is very red factiony um mm. just less uh, kind of being able to make tunnels to different places as you could in that and the geomod thing for that but well yeah what, uh what was this was this ps2 i don't remember ps2 xbox. And xbox yeah mm-hmm. yeah it looked great on the Xbox. Yeah, see, I think I played the PS2 one, which might account for my Maybe. slight disappointment in how it looks. Yeah. Well, Michael, yeah. Michael Giacchino did the score as well for it. That's pretty oh. cool. Yeah, I like him. So, cool. Who's who's that? Um, he's like the composer. He does a lot of like J.J. Abrams stuff. Yeah. He did, he did, I know he did uh, like Jurassic World as well. He did, he did um, Lost. He did Lost as well, which has oh, interesting. A, a very good score. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Is it, you mentioned Jurassic World there, and I thought that would just basically make you hate him automatically. <laughs> Done that film. <laughs> I, I like to score for Super 8, so I let him off. Um, <laughs> yeah, everything about Jurassic World is just poison, but still a good mm-hmm. score, though, for the most part. Yeah, has something to it, at least. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's one that I think can be had still for the Xbox. So you can get it backwards from backwards compatibility. So I think that's true. Give it a go. Yeah. Nice. So I'm just watching a video of it now, and yeah, it it it, it does look pretty nice. It does. It does. It's it's it, it feels like gun porn. Gun yes. porn of the time. Like whenever you reload a gun, the animation's just like, look at this gun. Mm-hmm. Look at the gun. Very, very. I mean, it, that's why I was so surprised. I thought this would be right up your street because you know you're a good well, guy. Right? Well, Steve. Uh, well, anyone who listens to the crossplayers will know that I have a reputation for being a gun guy. Mm-hmm. Don't actually like guns that much, but in video games, guns are pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I th- I, it's possible I played this like after the fact as well, like maybe mm-hmm. a few years later, when everyone else had learned their lessons from Black and done it a bit better. So right. maybe me going back and playing playing black late was perhaps why i felt a little bit deflated by it i don't know maybe i mean if it's ever on sale grab it for oh, the xbox yeah, yeah it's a shame it's I on game pass as well because i mean it's mm. ea so you think it would be but it's hmm. a good point yeah yeah maybe it is is it i'm looking maybe and i can't see it but yeah, yeah that would be awesome otherwise um but it no. would be yeah definitely worth trying um Another game for this year, and we've mentioned it's first the first game in this series, and that was Metal Gear Acid 2, Ooh. which came out on the PSP on May the 19th. So we discussed the first Metal Gear Acid before. Um, I'm going to guess, uh, Rich, that you've not played Metal Gear Acid 2. No. Nope. No. Nope. No, no interest at all? No. 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 Fair enough. Um, Steve, I think mm. you said that you preferred this one to the original. Definitely, definitely. It's better than the original. The original's confusing. That's what I say about the original. I might, mm-hmm. I might have just been dumb 
though and not okay. understood it i don't know but the second one's far more accessible mm-hmm. um it does sort of drop the metal gear aesthetic though and it goes for like a mm-hmm. pseudo cell shaded kind of look yeah and it's pretty heavy on story as well um but yeah it was just a nice strategy stealth card based action rpg strategy game just putting all the yeah i don't know really how i would describe it to be honest um (laughs) it was a bit bizarre but one of the interesting things about this was that the game came with did they call it the solid eye i think they called it something like that yeah and it was like a fold out cardboard set of 3d glasses Mm-hmm. that you placed over the top of the handheld and then like looked through and the game was mm-hmm. in 3D. Yes, I do remember that. That was cool. It I liked that. It was cool. It was completely impra- impractical and therefore yeah. totally a gimmick because mm-hmm. what, are you going to sit there with the handheld, you know, six inches away from your face? Less even, like four <laughs> yeah. inches away from your face the whole time you play the game? No, you're not going to do that. But it was still yeah. pretty cool to do, like just to see how it looked. It was kind of smart. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think the way I played that was laid on my bed with the PSP on the bed, my face kind of on the PSP playing it. Like, you know, like a schoolgirl. You imagine a schoolgirl kind of like <laughs> kicking your legs in the air behind you as I played the PSP. Yeah, I yeah. think that's how I did it. The handful of times that I did it, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it worked, only really it, it worked all right too. It looks. It did. It, it was, good. and it was. I think it was very nice. The aesthetic was cool because it was. It kind of lent itself more to the PSP I felt it did and the graphic novel cartoony style of it was great and also the fact that they released on the PSP was it the Mel Gear Solid motion comic that they released as well for the oh, PSP that's, oh yeah that's right they did so it felt like it almost kind of yeah. was part of that whole thing so yeah because yeah, the it. original acid attempted to sort of ape the look of Sons of Lib- Liberty mm-hmm. but given it was on the PSP it didn't do so it didn't do very didn't do it very well um, no. So this one, yeah, it felt far more in line with what that machine could actually do. Definitely. And so it looked better as a result. Mm. It's a shame. It's like some of these games you just will never play on anything else because th- those games will never come out on any other no. device ever. No. You know? No. They're kind of on the PSP only, and it's it's a shame that they d- don't get to be played more widely. Even if you do find a way to play it somewhere else, you're not going to get that solid eye experience, are you? That's gone forever. Gone forever. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. So I can't like recommend. Oh, go and go and pick this up on the Xbox Store because it does exist. Nope. So uh, unless you've got a PSP, you're out of luck. Uh, but it is worth having a look at. Maybe maybe finding some videos on YouTube and taking a look at it. Yeah, it's pretty, for sure. Pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Um, talking about uh, and and Rich, I feel like I'm these next two games are just. I'm. I feel mm. like I don't even need to ask you whether you've played them. I think it's going to be a solid no for both. Um, one of them is a spin-off of the RPG Final Fantasy VII, and that's Dirge of uh, Cerberus. I mean, I'll ask you just because it's just because it's you know polite Sorry. to. You. Did you play it? No, of course I didn't. No, no. You did no. play Final Fantasy VII though, didn't you? A little bit of it. Briefly, yeah. Briefly, um, yeah. Wasn't wasn't my thing, I'm afraid. No, no. I mean, this wasn't an RPG, right, Steve? This, uh, I'm guessing you've pl- have you played. I don't know. Dirge of I haven't. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> my goodness. What? Yeah, really? don't worry, Rich. I think we're in solidarity a bit awesome. this week because I've I've never I've never played this game. I don't know very much about it either. I think you're right though. I think it was like character action game rather than RPG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. I just it had no appeal for me at the time. It just looked like edgy emo nonsense, and mm. I was just no thanks. Just sidestepped it entirely. In fact, I've never really understood the fascination with vincent as a character in mm-hmm. final fantasy 7 i always thought he kind of stuck out as being 
out of place. I mean, this is the time of around the time of Shadow the Hedgehog, right? So it, we're, yeah, we're talking we're talking yeah. Edge Lords. This level. probably when did that really shit Prince of Persia game come out that was super edgy and had rock music in it and stuff? Oh four, oh five, I think. Yeah, it? so it's sort like of Warrior Within and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was part of a dearth of that kind of edgy gross emo type stuff that was going on at the time and so mm-hmm. yeah i just wasn't interested hey, come on there's nothing wrong with godsmack all right it's a good band right? <laughs> no but in a prince of persia game what the fuck are they doing mm-hmm. come on <laughs> in, in a sonic game what the fuck are they doing <laughs> yeah. i know you're not godsmack but you know why why well, shadow the hedgehog why yeah. um i'm sure somebody in the radio sega discord will tell me why uh but uh anyway uh dirge of cerberus is all right cerberus cerberus i can never pronounce that word um yeah it was like a, a third person action game starring vincent and i don't think many mm. people bought it but it was also around the time that people were trying to spin off characters from franchises yes like there was that death by degrees that was nina williams from tekken in some kind of weird oh, third-person yeah. side-scrolling action God, game. I never heard of that one, really. Have you not? No. Even I've heard of that. Wow, amazing. Gosh. Yeah. I think it was before. I think this was before 2006 that that came out. But yeah, it was. It, there was this whole thing of successful games built on ensemble casts and they tried to spin off mm. uh, individual characters for their own games. I don't remember that many, but these two stand out as, as being those. Um, but yeah interesting and they did of course final fantasy 7 they did it again with uh is it crisis core for the psp and they it was that yes that's right yeah that. i think i think I, I, uh, another part of the reason why i wasn't interested in this and i think a lot of other because it wasn't that successful is because a lot of people were just yeah. like more final fantasy 7 please don't give us this weak stuff with spin-off stuff we don't want that we want yeah final fantasy 7 sure and then we've got advent children which was meh <laughs> It was, so, it was meh, you're right. Yeah, pretty meh. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. And then the other game that I'm assuming that Rich hasn't played is Kingdom Hearts 2, which released on the 29th of September on PS2. See, Rich is making a face. Have you played this one? I actually... Well, I won't say necessarily played, but I actually own the first two games. They're on the shelf behind me. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, but my, my wife brought them over from the States. I know, she had them on the PlayStation 2. So... Not played. Played some of three. Um, I like the Disney stuff, but otherwise it just annoys me. Lots, lots of pointy-haired people and uh, big swords. <laughs> All the stuff I don't like about JRPGs, I just, yeah. So, no interest to me. Not played two. Have played some of three, but yeah, I strangely own two. So, <laughs> yes. You should get your, get your wife to play it and watch her play it. Mm, yeah, I don't know why she had those at the time, because I know she wouldn't touch them now. She would just hate these games. Oh, really? She doesn't like Disney. She thinks they're evil. Which kind of are. Wow. And so, so, sounds like you should burn those games then, really. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, doesn't like RPGs. I don't know why she had them at the time, but no yeah. idea. Yeah. Steve, have you played nope. Kingdom Hearts 2? No. No. I, I could not have less interest in Kingdom Hearts yeah. as a series. I don't I'm not sort of openly hostile to it like some people are. Uh mm. but I just there's nothing there's nothing there for me. The best description I heard of King Kingdom Hearts as a series apparently there's a lot of jumping in those games right and somebody once said to me uh yes there's a lot of jumping in those games and it can get annoying but once you've done a bunch of jumping right up front eventually there's a part later on in the game where you have to jump (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah so (laughs) they just look super boring to me and the jump looks weird that guy jumps weird and he's got clown feet 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keyblade, who fight, who fights with a key? Yeah, I said I wasn't openly hostile. Maybe I am a little bit. I don't know. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I mean, Sora fights with a key. That's who fights with a key. My goodness. Um, I mean, there's a whole thing about getting Sora into Smash Brothers because he's such a popular character, and I, I wouldn't disagree. I've not played a huge amount of Kingdom Hearts, but what I have played, I've enjoyed, and I and I like, I like that it takes like something like Disney and makes it into uh, you know a cool RPG experience. Um, and it had a great cast at the time. Like you had like proper famous people, like uh, kind of like Yakuza, mm. um, the original Yakuza. They had like a proper all-star cast of characters. Mm. And at the time, Including, it, it had uh, um, noted bigger James Woods. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Although to be, I mean, I was going to say to be, it's not. Can't really say to be fair for this, but he he was the voice of Hades, and that therefore at the time was True. of course. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no. I mean, there's a reason he's in there. They didn't just go, <laughs> let's get James Woods involved. Like he was the voice of Hades. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just kind of weird. I I used to think that James Woods was pretty awesome. Uh, I was like, he's got yeah. a cool voice. Hades is a good character. And then the advent of Twitter taught me otherwise. Um, sorry, I've derailed this slightly. Carrie, go on. <laughs> no, it's like, well, let's just keep on derailing it. I mean, I mean, poor Family Guy. They they kind of. I know went completely up on James Woods and then had to drop it completely. Yeah. Whoops. Him him and Whoopsie. John Voight have just got oh, complete brain rot. John Voight in particular is <laughs> like like yeah, John Voight to the point where I'm like slightly concerned for him. Like yeah. I think he's yeah. not sorry, well. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yes, there you go, Kingdom Hearts 2. I mean, there's loads of other games that we could speak about because there's just so many for 2006. Um, of course, you can see now why we probably didn't speak about some of these because uh, both Rich and Steve haven't played them. Um, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that's never a good idea. Uh, but bl- I think Black, at least, was very worth discussing just because it's uh, for sure. It's, in- it's an interesting thing for them to have done. And Yes, I'm in. curious about Black. I, I would like to pursue a way to play that. I can confirm it is on Game Pass. Ooh, I'm oh, going to go play excellent. that. Yes. Definitely do, and then come back next episode yes. and tell us all how shit. Ask it was. me about black the next time we do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully, you get further than uh, than Rich did in Mel Solid Three. <laughs> I promise I'll drop it now. I'm sorry, Rich. It's just it's a good bit. I'm sorry. I'm sure Black's a good game, so you have no problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you wouldn't know if MGS Three is a good game or not because you never fucking played it. Walking towards an objective and then not completing it is not playing a video game. <laughs> Satchel was too the high first the tray. Objective, the asked. first objective too. You literally you walked through some grass. <laughs> That's your experience of playing that game. Worst game ever. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wowzer. Anyway, um, <laughs> I believe so. I, kind of bringing us slightly into um, Sega territory. I have a feeling a Sonic game released this year as well that we didn't. Sonic mention. 06. Oh yeah. Are you invoking the name? That's the bestiality one, right? Uttered. That, that, yeah, it's the bestiality one. <laughs> That's <laughs> Just jump straight in there. <laughs> Go straight for it. Yeah, um, that released this year. That's an interesting game, right? Yeah, not, never played it. Apparently, oh, wow. said the soundtrack apparently is meant to be fantastic in it, but everything else is just absolutely dire. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Is, is there any... I mean, a lot of people lo- love Sonic games that I also think are dire. Is there anybody who likes this one, do we know? Like, it, did did uh, anybody find joy from this one? Or was it just sort of universally accepted to be garbage? I mean, there, there was there's a fan project where they are actually trying to remake it in a modern engine. 
and okay. remove a lot of the stuff that was bad Are about it. Are they going to remove the bestiality, do you know, or is that... I, I would imagine they, okay. you would hope that they would. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, as I understand it, that's fairly core to the experience, so I don't know if it would be <laughs> the same <laughs> without that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be nice. It would be nice to properly experience the game because it's it's not just that you know there was the kind of hedgehog on female woman kiss, human woman kiss. It was also <laughs> the fact that it just didn't play incredibly well. I think it was a very rushed game. It was rushed out the door yeah. and yeah. Uh, very incredibly buggy, as far as I'm it's, aware. The so. fact Sega were trying to do a reboot with it and giving it the mainline title, I just that makes me. Ugh. As a kid that was playing that first game in 91 and loved it, I just hate the idea Sega are trying to just start over with that and it be the namesake of the very first game. I just, nah, I don't like that at all. No, no, no. No. Well, I mean, if the music was good, then we'll just have to see if uh, Green Viper can play us some of that music after after Mm. this episode uh, so we can listen to some of that. Mm. Uh, But yeah, awesome. Cool. Uh, please, if you are if you are listening to this live on Radio Sega, um, do come and chat to us about Sonic 06 and tell us how great it was, or agree with us that uh, the bestiality was terrible. <laughs> uh, for those for those for those who don't know, I should probably clarify: like mm-hmm. Sonic is kissed by a girl. Like, there's no actual, you know. Sonic Sonic doesn't fuck is what I'm saying. It's just a no. kiss. it's a kiss. It's fine. It's not it's not that bad. But no. it is laughable because Sonic is a big round weird alien man looking thing. Like it barely resembles a hedgehog really. And and <laughs> seeing that kissing uh what is supposed to be like a realistic woman is just bizarre. And it's played yeah. completely straight as well. So from what I remember when we talked about this on our um Sonic the Hedgehog deep dive episode, mm. wasn't this just like a peck on the cheek? Apparently it wasn't it like a full-on tongue kiss or anything, was no. it? I, I don't. To be honest, I don't remember. I think the truth has been so warped up to this point that I just. <laughs> it could very well have just been a peck on the cheek. It's still, still ridiculous though. I mean, so it, it, it was weird that Sonic hung out with humans in Sonic Adventure. Mm-hmm. They just like that was kind of weird at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, yeah. but then they just kind of doubled down on it, and it's like now we're going to have like a story that has a serious that has like pathos to it and there's going to be a kiss involved it's bizarre (laughs) anyway before we get uh lots of sonic people telling us uh, how wrong we are uh (laughs) and uh no it's it's i I would like to try it again just to see what you know how it plays now i i I do think i own it um it's somewhere in my house uh i've probably like got it locked in a box somewhere so that it's evil energy can't seep out but (laughs) you know it is somewhere around i will take a look i'll I'll report i'll report back um but there you go that released in 2006 and we completely forgot to mention that uh, last time but i suppose with good reason Mm. to be perfectly honest Uh all right so let's move on to what we're here for which is game of the year and uh, this is, like we said before, uh, it's just where we decide which was the best game of 2006. And, you know, you have Game of the Year lists uh, every year and there'll be a couple of games that stand out. We very rarely pick those games here in Game of the Year. We, we pick some left field choices. Uh, we pick some interesting choices. And uh, let's let's go down what we pick for 2005, shall we? And uh, see hmm. where we stand. So this went out to our Twitter poll. Uh, there are four games uh, and the games that were chosen, um, Steve had two, so he chose uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 and was forced to pitch Fahrenheit. Um, I believe that's correct, is that right? That is correct, right. yes. Uh, as your as your um, 
punishment basically yeah. uh for only for for losing the the previous that's poll. right yeah um i pitched civilization 4 and rich pitched the punisher the ps2 version interesting poll Mm. Uh, in last place, with zero votes, zero, which is a first, The Punisher. Terrible. terrible. It is terrible. That has to be because people didn't play it, right? Because really? it, it's so. far from deserves that. Like, if there was one person who, who had played that game that was casting a vote, they, they must have considered The Punisher. Because yeah. it deserves so much more than that. Yeah, I don't think that's very fair at all. Yeah. No. Mm. That is terrible. Um, next up was my choice of Civilization Four, which got fourteen point three percent of the vote. I thought that'd come a bit higher, to be honest. I think that's a, mm. a well-loved game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it should have come above the next one at least. Well, yeah, <laughs> moving on to the next one with nineteen percent of the vote was Fahrenheit. I mean, I like that game. I do like that game, but come on, second place. Ta- testament to my pitching abilities, I think. Yeah, or just people wanting to take the piss uh, yeah, and, and vote for the. For that. I mean, I can I, I can see it to a degree. It, it's it is a it is a decent game. No, it isn't. In some respects, no. Let me let me finish, Steve. My goodness, in some <laughs> respects. Uh, but no, I know you, you can't. Re- you know, it it should have come last, to be honest. But it, uh, yes, you, definitely should have. Yeah. Um, and therefore, in first place, with sixty six point seven percent of the vote, that's a, you know far and away the winner. Uh, was Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Uh, I think that was always going to be the winner, right? Yeah, of you course. Know? Yeah, of course yeah. it was. Yeah, Of course. Yeah. It's it's one of the greatest games ever made. So yes, of course. Of course, of course it was. Rich, mm. thoughts? Um, no. No, no thoughts. I mean, <laughs> I think the best experience I had with that game was when I got my refund from Microsoft. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. My goodness. Um... All right, well, Rich is going to go first as he lost the last poll. And um, as he lost, he's going to get a handicap. So just to, just to repeat, um, each of us is going to pitch for a minute uh, the game that we've chosen to be game of the year for this year. Uh, we're also then going to have a quick discussion about it afterwards. Uh, because Steve won with Metal Gear Solid 3, he gets to pitch twice. So we'll come to Steve twice for his pitch. But because Rich lost... Uh, he gets pitched once, but he gets a handicap. And in honour of Metal Gear Solid 3 winning the last poll and Rich uh, having gotten a refund on it after <laughs> about five minutes of playtime, if that, um, <laughs> we're going to get Steve to do Solid Snake impressions while Rich is trying to pitch. Uh, hopefully it'll put him off. We will see. Are you ready for this, Rich? Do you think, um, it's, uh, do you think you'll get through it? I think I'm going to do just fine. Yep. <laughs> okay. Confident. Challenge accepted. Uh, Rich, um, let us know before you start. What is the game that you are pitching this time? Uh, my game for game of the year is Loco Roco on the PSP. Ooh, very interesting. Uh, all right. Um, so I'm going to get a timer ready here, and then we're going to get you going. Uh, Steve, you ready with those uh, those quotes, that impression? Yes, I'm ready. I'd just go? like to um, formally apologise in advance to the listeners. <laughs> 
Alrighty, here we go. Uh, Rich, your time starts now. The Hudson River, two so, years yeah, ago. Loco Roco is unashamedly happy in every sense of the word. Um, although it's the from like a major sniper, publisher, huh? it has all the ingredients of an indie title. Uh, simple concept, in quirky visuals, sing-song music to get stuck in your brain. Uh, what's unique is you never actually control your Loco Roco directly. Instead, you use the lanar buttons to tilt the landscape as you solve puzzles. Um, you bash your alien, collect fruits, and bounce your way to safety. Uh, the soundtrack Colonel, for this game is just amazing. <laughs> um, it's actually based on a fictional language created for the game. Um, basically, they did it to avoid alienating foreign players by using Japanese music. Uh, the the local rocos themselves... <laughs> They're like blobs of gelatine, um, deforming the usual round shape um, whenever the environment demands it. Um, so yeah, it, it's just it's Time's the up. cutest game. Time's up. Good job, Rich. You're lucky. Yeah. I, I completely ran out of quotes towards the end of there. I just my mind went blank. So you had a clear yeah. what ten seconds at the end there. We we didn't get any yeah. more more even. I thought you were gonna. I thought honestly thought you were gonna take the piss out of him. With the voice of Solid, Solid Snake. You should have done that. I've been better. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, there. you're right. I failed. <laughs> you, you did fail. Um, that was, I, I had to move away from the microphone for the entirety of that because I was laughing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. That was very good. Um, anyway, Loco Roco. Um, Steve, have you played this one? Yes. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, so- <laughs> oh, uh, everything Rich just said is true. It is. Uh, it was delightful. It also looked incredibly nice on yes. on the screen as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the, I always forget it's the P- uh, PSP, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I always forget the name of that thing. Anyway, yes, it looked <laughs> gorgeous on on that screen, um, mm. and the way everybody was all squishy and physicsy and. You make you know you move the world around to to sort of move them into holes and across gaps and stuff like that, and everything was adorable and it was joyous and as you know yeah it was great it was really really nice. It was. I think the, the soundtrack is definitely the thing that sticks in my mind. Mm. Like I can hear. I'm not going to sing. I can't. I, I can't remember it well enough to sing it. And also, it's not in English, as Rich said. So it's difficult to come up the words for it but it was the soundtrack was fantastic like so like it's it's proper earworm stuff if you heard it you would just it would go through your head all day um for the rest of that day it's just that one song goes yeah when i heard that in the trailer i was like in 2006 i was like i am buying this it just got me straight away and like i said it felt like i mean i don't know maybe it sounds weird saying it but at the time before like indie games were properly mainstream it felt like the proto indie game like you had it, all those qualities yeah. about it like yes. it's something you'd expect now and there'd be like a dime a dozen and yeah you know, i think of games like uh, pikimiku and i'm just like this is just this is what i love now but this was like 15 years ago and mm. there was nothing else yeah. like it at the time it's true and it's the, the ps3 as well had uh, it, it felt like a lot of games from that were inspired by this like you had stuff like nobby nobby boy Mm. and uh you know and all those weird little indie games that weren't indie games because they were sony but they had that feel and that quality about them and mm. they continued that on with stuff for the uh vita like sound shapes and oh yeah and a bunch of other what's the what's the one that's like pat upon was it pat upon as well yeah, yeah. PSG, i think so there's all these kind of games that kind of have that feeling to them and i think you're right that loco roco felt like the 
first one, or at least it was the first one that I was aware of that kind of, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. It definitely had like an indie darling feel to it, except it wasn't. And before those were a thing, really. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. very, very true. Mm. And they did, um, so there was two of them, right? So there was Loco Roco, they did make a sequel, and then they did one for the PS3, I think. Yeah, I was kind of gutted at the time. I had a 360, and I was just like, damn uh, it, damn it. I, want, yeah. I need a PS3 now. Because, <laughs> yeah. They, did not, they didn't bring out one for the Vita, which I was mm. sad about. It's just kind of it's been lost to time now, hasn't it? We, we've not had a Loco Roco game. No, that's true. Since I don't think was there one on the PS4. I feel like there might have been. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I'll have a quick look. Sorry, I was just yeah. watching a video. I forgot that to get in small gaps, you have to break up into tiny little yes. yeah. You press that the versions of yourself, button. and they all go, "Oh no, that's great." Yeah, it's cute. Oh god, that's very very cute. Yeah, yeah, they're just the cutest little characters, and they, you know, they didn't have any personality per se, as in they weren't, you know, like, but you, they gave personality by the little mm-hmm. voice clips and the way they would move and things like that. They had the big red ones, and then you had the little yellow ones. Mm-hmm. It's just very cute, very Pikmin esque. Yes, Loco Roco One and Two are, uh, sorry, Loco Roco One and Two remastered are on the PS4. Damn it! Interesting, but mm. they never made a new one. No, sadly. Yeah, mm. that is a shame. But maybe maybe I'll pick those up on the PS4 at some point. That'd be quite nice to play. Mm. Um, awesome. It was a very good game. Um, another left field choice from Richard. Not not a AAA title or anything like that. So right. have to see how it does in the in the poll. I think it feel do like pretty well. That's going to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Than well, the Punisher did. Better than I hope zero. So. <laughs> the only way is up. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to Steve, who is of course pitching Sonic 06. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, um, what is the game? What is your first of two games going to be? Uh, the first of my two games is going to be Hitman Blood Money, which I played Ooh. on the personal computer. Very very good. Um, came out on a lot of consoles as well, of course, at the time. Yeah, it was um, a it was a 360 game, and it was one of those sort of early 360 games that everyone would point to and go, "Look how nice games look now." Mm-hmm. But it also yeah. came out on the PS2, surprisingly, and it looked yeah, like shit. Surprising, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love those games that you you point to as being the the you know the the games that are showcasing consoles Absolutely, and you look back yeah. at them 10 years later and it's like that was terrible know, yeah. <laughs> that didn't look at all um but yes so that's cool so hitman of course a hit, it's like if, if a hitman or a metal gear solid comes out in a particular year of course you're going to pick it it's certainly just, seems just, that way yeah yeah just how it works yeah um all right then steve you have one minute to mm-hmm. pitch hitman blood money you ready i am your time starts now. Okay, I'm completely unprepared. Let's do this. So Hitman Blood Money is the fourth game in the Hitman series. And with the first three, well, the first one being very different, the second two being kind of similar, Hitman Blood Money kind of breaks away from those and is quite different. And it really leans into the uh, stealth elements and it lets you be incredibly stealthy and complete all the levels without being seen. It introduced like silent assassin ratings and rules around that kind of stuff which a lot of people really uh really um enjoy about this series about that series now um it's a really great atmosphere it's set mostly in america there's a lot of like politics going on in the background about cloning and stuff like that and of course 47 is a clone and you hear this like over the radio through the levels so it's got a real sort of like uh political intrigue feeling storyline um, the music is by Jesper Kidd, possibly his finest work. The Blood Money soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, it's got 11 levels. They're all huge sandbox 
levels and they're just packed with detail and Time's it's great. Up. It's great. It's brilliant. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. You can you can stop now, Steve. Um <laughs> Rich. No. <laughs> Don't even need to ask the question anymore. <laughs> have you have you seen any of this game being played? Do you oh, know much yeah. about it? Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's probably out of all the games in the series, it's probably the one I've watched footage of the least. Um oh. Yeah, I mean like Steve says, this one's way more focused on the stealth elements and that's not something I've always got on with too well in games, so I don't know how much it would appeal to me. Stealth is weird. It's one of these things It's like, I love the idea of it, but when mm. it comes to actually playing it, I'm, I get a bit more... I, don't, I get a bit restless and I just start basically going gung-ho and uh, just, yeah, all guns blazing, making as much noise as possible. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was less of a, a thing that you were able to do in those games, right? Because the, the more modern hitman games are very much sandbox in the fact that you can just do what you like i mean you'd have a you'd have a lot of trouble just going in gung-ho but you could if you wanted to whereas i feel like the older hitman games you just wouldn't get anywhere doing that so yeah so like since since absolution they they put in they made it into a shooter if you wanted it to be and they're pretty Mm -hmm. good at that absolution the most recent three but yeah before then they were like you could but it was hard it was balls mm-hmm. hard to to shoot people because the AI was just uh, not particularly intelli- uh, intelligent, but they would just run at you in waves, far far uh, firing their guns, and it was very hard. Mm. Yeah. But the, the thing about the stealth in this series, though, Rich, is that it's like it's a different, it's a very unique kind of stealth because it's like mm-hmm. stealth in plain sight. Like you are sneaking around, but you're sneaking around by fooling people rather than hiding behind boxes and in shadows. I mean, you can do that, but where it's really fun is where you pretend to be where you, you pretend to belong there you you put on the builder's helmet and the vest yeah. and you're like yep mm-hmm. i work here i know most recently so played fun. um was it the demo the trial for like the hitman 2 remake and well not remake but you know the the, the reboot yes and you've got like mm-hmm. the beachside residence and you go in there yeah. oh yes yes yeah and yes. i was like i was into it but then very quickly got rumbled and it was just like oh christ oh christ anxiety attack yeah. and i was just running around <laughs> everywhere but that was fun i remember playing dress up at one point and just kind of yes. walking around the house and they started looking at me like what are you doing here like mm. you're not i mean you're not you know you're not meant to be walking on this route while you're just standing there for and the ai did impress me but yeah. obviously that was on a related and, and, game, and so. like when they see you as well in the most re- recent games they don't just immediately start to shoot at you either they like follow no. you and go wait wait yeah. wait come back here come back here and it's really really tense that's cool uh, that's cool anyway they, they don't do that in blood money in blood money they just start to shoot you um mm. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's a lot it's not aged particularly well blood money um, particularly in comparison to the reboot games, um, but at the time this game was bloody brilliant, and I, I, I played so yeah. much of it. It's the one that most people think about as well from those old games, isn't it? It's, it's quite a popular yes um, and game. And I remember the the very first level. I, I think I've, I must have played that multiple times by now, and that is the um, abandoned fairground. I think it is yep. that you go into. And um, you have to kind of find your way in. You can either climb through an open window or you can kind of like speak to the guard at the gate and try and like get his attention or something. There's there's multiple ways and then you have to get in and there's a guy that you have to kill inside like a, an old abandoned warehouse that's there or something. I think yeah, it is. you have to show him a photograph of a person <laughs> that his Ferris wheel killed. That's right. Because you've been you, you've you've been hired by the family of the 
yeah the one who died on the ride and you force just... him to look at the photograph and in his office uh, it is adorned with all kinds of paraphernalia and stuff and while he's looking at the photograph and crying and going i'm sorry i'm sorry you're just like baseball bat hammer <laughs> kitchen knife hmm, yeah. how do i do yeah. this yeah it's it's, yeah. it's also a very dark game yeah it's I, dark I like in a fun way in a, yeah, it's it's like black humor, really. Isn't yeah, it? I, I loved the newspaper after each oh, mission. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it would kind of it would have like an article about what what had happened, and it would you know it would change depending on what you know if you were silent and you just got in and killed him without anybody noticing, then it would reflect that like oh this guy got killed and nobody knows what happened. Or if you like went in and and killed loads of people and stuff, it would be like, yeah it would just be completely different each yes. time. Yeah, kind of a cool kind of a half baked idea, sadly, but it was really cool. Um, because that also had an effect on later levels as well. Like if you mm. go in gung ho for two let for two missions, on the third missions there will there there will be a copy of that newspaper like on the table near a guard. And if you walk near the guard, he looks at the paper and then looks at you, and starts to put two and two together and stuff like that. Wow. But like it was not as well implemented as it could have been, and I'm kind of sad mm. that they never went back to that because I thought that was a really cool That's idea. Cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And there's some very, um, like, you know, like the fairground level, there's some very iconic levels in that game, which yes. uh, which are pretty cool. I do need to go back to that. I mean, it's, again, this is one, if you ever wanted to, if you've not played it, if you listen to this and have not played it, it's probably the easiest to find of the old games, I'd imagine, now, because it's on basically every platform. Uh, because it was on Xbox, I think it's backwards compatible as well. So if you've got well, Xbox, well, they you that. recently re-released it as well with Absolution. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah the so HD it is remaster. very easy to find now. Yeah. Although, yeah, those new ones just yeah. go play those. Yeah, just yeah, go play you those. Can, I mean, you can get the first two pretty much free these days. You know, depending if if you've got a subscription service or, you know, even to buy them. I think the first two are less than ten quid to, yeah. to buy now. Yeah. So. And well worth every penny. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But if you want to go back to 2006 and play one of the old ones, then yeah, I think Blood I'll Money say is a good one to go for. That opening level in Hitman 2 is not that indicative of the rest of the game. It is no. quite. It is quite different. That one. It's very small and it's level. very intense. The next level yeah. after that is a Formula E track in Miami, yeah. and it is one of the finest Hitman levels made. And it is, is Formula E track. Brilliant. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and it, it is way. It is far more indicative of what those games are. So cool. I would, I, I would strongly advise you at least try and get that far. Cool, yeah, because it was kind of squeaky bum time playing that beach house level. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. god, oh yeah. god. Well, see, um, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you are you are in control of how things go down for the yeah. most part, and so it doesn't have to be that way. Like, if you play your cards right and if you're smart about it, it that never that just never happens. Mm-hmm. It's Not great. Smart, though. It's... That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Good chat about Hitman there. Um, let's see how well that does next time. Um, <laughs> Steve going to win again? We will see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right, it's my turn then. And um, I'm going to be pitching an Xbox 360 game. Um, and it is Capcom's Dead Rising. Has anybody got a timer ready for me? Yes. Yep. One second. That means that no, you did not have a timer ready for me. Um, <laughs> Scrambling around to get on now. That's, that's correct. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, I'm ready. Okay, uh, whenever you want to go. Yep, all right, three, two, one, go. 
So Dead Rising is a zombie game. Um, it is very different from a lot of zombie games, though, in the fact that it is one of the first that puts you in a very particular place with a shitload of zombies. Um, you are Frank West and you get dropped into a mall because there's been a zombie outbreak and you're a photojournalist who's sent in to figure out what's going on. Uh, and then you can, you're going to get picked up by a helicopter. I think it's three days later, 72 hours you've got to figure out what's happening, uh, break the story and get out. Um, it is incredibly bizarre. Um, it's in- a bizarre game but it has amazing gameplay you can pick up practically anything to use as a weapon so many zombies to mow down um there's just loads of things to do epic bosses difficult bosses um there's a day and night cycle and the zombies get more difficult at night uh there are um costumes that you can dress up in uh, there's throwbacks to previous capcom games it is just an incredibly fun game with a great premise and a bizarre bizarre freaking weird story that everybody should experience at some point um, but I absolutely love it. It's fantastically great, and I'm a big fan of zombie games. Time. So there you go. <sighs> Good Time. work. Thanks. Uh, I completely messed up that timer, so that might have been slightly more than one minute. Four minutes. Oh, okay. Um, Rich. Yes. Oh yes, we 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 touched on this a bit uh, on the OG, didn't didn't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Um, yeah, well, I actually recently played this again because I picked it up on a Games with Gold. Awesome. Nice. Um, and yeah, it's like, obviously I kind of expressed some of the things that I didn't go on with as well with this game. And I've got fond memories and I got this when I got my 360 for the first time. Um, and loving zombies like Andrew does, it being in a shopping mall. It just had, it was a recipe for just like possibly the best game of all time. It was, you know, Dawn of the Dead. Um, going back to it, yeah, my opinion's not changed all that much. Mm. Already with the timer and already escorting somebody was just like, I didn't get on with it. I was just like, I just want to run around, and which I know I can do. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is still awesome because it, it yeah, is yeah. a game version of one of my favorite films ever made, unofficially. But... Yeah, some of those things I still don't like about it. Are garbage. And I don't remember Frank ever being so slow as well. Is there a run button in this game? Because when I was moving him the other day, I was like, "You're just hobbling along." Yeah, I "I can't do this. You get faster over time. You as you level up, you 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 do get quite a bit faster. That's but it is a slow treadmill to get there though, because you unlock new abilities fairly like you level up fairly slowly. Yeah, but. Yeah, but yeah, I, so I mean, stuff like escorting people around is objectively terrible. Like I, I won't argue with you on that one. That's it is awful. Um, the AI is just terrible, and they don't do what they're supposed to do ever. And you're under time pressure, and you've only got one safe slot. And you know, under those circumstances, the AI should be good enough that you that you don't fail because the game broke but if 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 you're trying to do escorts uh, to save people you frequently fail because the game is badly designed in that in that in that way uh, it also comes like sometimes when those survivors you're escorting get killed by zombies they have horrendous cutscenes of them dying as well and it's just make it's just even more of an insult as you watch them get torn apart you're like that wasn't my fault <laughs> <laughs> he got he got stuck on a trash can a mile away in the running <laughs> animation. There was nothing I could do about that. Mm. But I I absolutely love this game. 
I could probably go back to this for the rest of time and still have a great time with it. I feel like intimately familiar with that mall at this point. I know it like the back of my hand, and I also think that the time mechanic is one of the best parts of that game as well. Because without the time mechanic, the zombies are not a threat at all. The time mechanic turns them... You know, it's still fun to kill those zombies in those amusing and violent ways. But with the time mechanic, it also turns them into an obstacle that you have to get around or strategize around or, or, or think about. Like, I don't remember... It's been a while since my last play playthrough, so I don't remember the exact specifics of this. But there's a part where one of the main ancillary characters needs uh, some medicine or they're going to die and it's at like the other side of the mall and you have to go and get it and I had left this mission for too long and I had a very small time window in which to go get it and going to the other side of the mall to get that and then coming back I think I ended up coming back on a motorcycle and I made <laughs> it back just in time and it was just like thrilling it was it was amazing and without that time mechanic, it just wouldn't have been the same. Uh, yeah, it's a brilliant game. It really is. And the, like I said, the sense of place, like knowing that mall inside out, like I'm picturing it now and I can even picture like, you know, that when you go into malls and there's like stands in the, you know, the hallways outside the shops, like selling yeah. different things. It had those and you could go in and like, be like a, a, a smoothie stall and you'd go in and like pick up the smoothie jug and bat somebody That's over right, head with yeah. it and oranges that you'd throw at people and this and the, the the food court it was just it was so well done and there's a reason that malls are so iconic in zombie fiction and you know De dawn of the dead is of course the biggest reason why but it's just such a good location because yeah. where else can you do all of this crazy stuff in one place you know where else could you um find a replica lightsaber and um you know slash zombies with it where else could you find a lego man helmet and stick them on the heads of zombies and push them away you know there's <laughs> it's it's it has all of the amazing things that you want to do in a zombie game in one place so it was a really smart move of capcom to set it in a shopping mall yes um and then of course they kind of went over the top with the second one and set it in like a shopping town almost it was like this huge like yeah. I can't remember what it, what, what was it? it was like it a was Vegas. And a... It was a fake Vegas, so yeah. it was casinos. It was casinos and malls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I so... I also love two. Two is two is brilliant. Yes. It's great. But I I also love um hilariously like you can there's a lot of stuff to choose from to fight zombies with, including things that are that that do not work very well. Mm -hmm. You can just pick up a handful of jewels and just chuck jewels at them, which does basically nothing. You can squirt them with ketchup bottles and stuff mm -hmm. i mean it's just great that's where we'll you know give it its due definitely because it kind of like with the films i think like george romero it has that levity to it it's, it's quite comedic yes. yeah. The, yeah the the zombies are never goofy or you know something to ridicule they are they are obviously a threat but you get that weird off the wall sense of humor in it like you get the pie fight in dawn of the dead it yes. just comes out of nowhere and it's silly but yeah so yeah, it's it is very much the spiritual game for that film, so I'll always yeah. I'll always respect it for that big time. Yeah, yeah, I do want to go back and play it now. I think it's it's been released on the PS4 and the Xbox One. It has, yeah. so that's a good way to play. I think you can buy like a trilogy pack, which has one, two, and then I think they made like another game based on off, the Dead off Rising the record, Two engine. Off, off the, record, the record, yeah, which is Frank's version of what happened in Dead Rising Two. That's right. And Frank yeah. is old and fat and grouchy, and it's a very strange game. Yeah. 
I mean, he's even older in Dead Rising 4, which he again appears in, which is an interesting game. But um, yeah, I definitely reckon if you, if you can play Dead Rising 1 in that way, or if you've got the original and can play it by backwards compatibility in the Xbox, or if you've got an old console that you can play it, I mean, I'd, I'd say go back and play it because it, it's still today, although there are some things that perhaps don't work as well now with modern gaming standards and controls and things, I think it's still worth yeah worth going through for sure. All right, uh, so that's me. Steve, that means we're coming back round to you for your second pitch. Oh, gosh, yeah, we are, aren't we? We are, um, and I'm going to get my time ready. What is the game that you are pitching second? The game I'm pitching second is The Elder Scrolls Four. Yes. Oblivion. <laughs> love how you know that. <laughs> really love the game. I mean, everyone everyone knows it as Oblivion, right? That's, yeah. I just lost track of which Elder Scrolls it was. Sure, sure. And that was PC and Xbox 360? Correct. Uh, are you ready? I am. All right, here you go. Your time starts now. Okay, also I'm prepared. Let's go. So The Elder Scrolls doesn't really need an introduction from me. Everybody knows what it is. You know, it is Skyrim. If you don't know, it is Oblivion. But this was the one This was the one before the Skyrims. And it was very, very, very groundbreaking at the time. It had a massive first-person open world... Um, that that was the gameplay um all of the npcs in it had their own um like their own routines and they all did things like they sought out food and stuff depending on if they were hungry they got cross with each other they could have fights with each other they went all went to bed at night so you could break into their houses and steal all their stuff um it was great there was a main storyline with this which uh, had sean bean in it and patrick stewart in it for like a hot second but i didn't give a shit about that the strength of these games has always been to me all all the side stuff when you just run around exploring and stumble across your own stuff the thieves guild was great in this game the assassins guild was amazing in this game which was a quest line that you started oh Mm. sounds like you could have gone forever and ever a minute it's not a long time is it No, no it's not a long time um, I mean, to be fair, it's not like we really stop you at a minute anymore. Like in the early days of a uh, game of the year, you would not be able to talk now. No, it would be like, shut up now. Back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should bring that back maybe. Um, Rich, I believe this one is one that you haven't played, right? No, I've definitely not played this. I'm no. afraid, no. Is this one that you're going to pick up on the Xbox store and then return? Give it a go? Give it a um, fair shot? Is Skyrim on the, is Skyrim at least on Game Pass? I think it is, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. It is. No, I'll yeah. give that a try. So I don't. I, can't get... I, I don't think the game starts with having to pick up a bag. So I think you should be all right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Be all right. Um, is I mean, <laughs> Oblivion is a great game. Like objectively, even if you don't like these kind of games, it's still a very, very good game. It has a lot of um, talent that's behind it, both in terms of storytelling and graphics and gameplay design. And although I know that, like for instance, people like you. Rich, you may not kind of like these kind of games. I think it's one of those that you'd probably still see a lot of um, validity in, in terms of uh-huh. it, you know, what it is. Um, but it is very much swords and armor and stuff, and I know that's not your particular thing, but um, mm. it is great. I mean, the, 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 I'm trying to think now. I my my thing about El- Elder Scrolls is how it's so it's all set in the same world, right? So all the games are on mm-hmm. the, in the same world. It's just different continents that you yeah. essentially are, are, are in. And that kind of when we when we started playing Oblivion when that came out, and and then more so with Skyrim, it kind of struck me. Well, like, well, there's all these places that are technically interconnected, but you don't play them in the same game, so they're very disparate. And so, um, all of the games feel very different to each other do, because yeah. of that. 
um, and Oblivion felt very different to Morrowind, and then Skyrim again felt very different to Oblivion. And Oblivion was very much kind of Lord of the Rings style fantasy. It, it was, was yeah. people in metal armor um, fighting bad guys. Um, in this case, ones who came out of um, hell portals known as Oblivion portals and you know it it had lots of side quests and lots of things to do and it had like a really well realized um world like huge map um and what's always appealed to me about these kind of games is that you can go off and explore at your own leisure and go and do whatever you like go explore different corners of the world and just being able to go on foot and walk around and like experience a world in that in that fashion you know like um open world games today are much more like just cause or grand theft auto where you can get from one side to the other in a car extremely quickly or in a plane or whatever you don't need to bother with the details of the world because you can go through the boring parts you can zip through on a bike or you know you can mm-hmm. ju- whereas things like oblivion in the early games especially you have to walk everywhere you, ha- you you know there's not really much in the way of fast travel you have to go you know, walk around and or run around, and there's a lot of detail in that game. I remember, I, th- I can't, but I think it was when you first get out of, because uh, you break free from prison, right, in in the, in the opening, and you yes. go underground and go through the sewers and stuff of this city, and you find yourself um, coming up outside the city, um, like and looking over the city, and then you have to walk to the next place. It's so detailed, like the grass, the flowers, the the trees you walk past. Yeah, it's just a very well realized world, even just in the mundane aspects. Just when you're walking around, like it's it's very so, nice. So yeah, the 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 thing that they kind of pioneered with this is the procedural generation. So it's like it is it is a handcrafted world, but a lot of the heavy lifting is done by procedurally generated trees and grass and stuff, which is mm-hmm. how it is able to be so lush and and the foliage so thick and it feels like it stretches on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very unique. Like before this game came out, I looked at screenshots of this and it was just stunning, like how many leaves there were, how many blades mm-hmm. of grass there were. It was just like, holy shit, that's not possible in a game. Um, but they were just very, very clever about it. And, and like, and like you said, when you go, when you're going through that sewer, well, I think it's like an underground dungeony type thing at the start. Yeah. There's like coins stacked on bricks that are stuck out from the wall. And if you notice them, oh, I've got three coins there because I saw those. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where you get a bow and arrow, and you got to fire an arrow into a bucket that's above a well. And the arrow sticks into it, and because the weight changes, the bucket is like slanted slightly with the arrow in it, and it's just little things like that, in a vast open world as well. Like it did both; it did the it did the minute things really well, and it did the sense of scale really well as well. And it was yeah, it was breathtaking. Mm. Absolutely, and it, it, again, it's I mean, all, a lot of the games we've been talking about today, it's been kind of made me want to go back and play them again, and this one, especially, there's just so much to do. Mm-hmm in this game yeah. like i it's it's an amazing game to go to go back and try i don't know if you can get it on you must, i think you can download it from I, we always talk about xbox but it's just because it's, it's, it's on. one of the best ways to go back and play all the games mm-hmm. at this point but. so it's on it's on game pass but it is the 360 version that's on okay. game pass um oh, yeah. because of course it is that's the only console version of that game there is um yeah. is it it is isn't it it's on oh, the no, ps3 P- as well. oh, yeah yeah sorry yes um yeah. But I mean, if you can, I'd play it on PC because I'm, I'm sure the console versions are not great. I mean, the PC mm. version's not aged particularly well either. But you know, you don't need a particularly 
beefy PC to go back and play this. So that's where I would suggest going going back to play it. But like it, when you when you come out of that sewer at the beginning as well, and this this is a really important a- aspect of this game and all of these games is when you come out of that sewer, like the game stops holding your hands, and you're across the you're across a lake from some elven ruins, and the game says go speak to this guy now if you want or whatever go in any direction you want yeah. most people go and explore the el- elven ruins there's nothing telling you to do that but like you you can just do whatever and like that feeling is 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 uh, is great and there's lots and yeah. lots to find as well mm. yeah and it's something they've continued to improve on of course with skyrim and mm-hmm. hopefully with elder Scrolls 6 when that comes out you know whenever that's going to be that's hopefully going to just expand on that but it is again for me it is there is just so much and i feel like open worlds these days are so empty you know that's why i like things like shemu because they're very detailed you know they're smaller open worlds but they're incredibly detailed and there's so yeah. much to do mm-hmm. and although oblivion's a much larger open world in comparison to shemu it has the same feeling of being a very lived in world yeah um, and there are lots of characters you can meet and things you can go and do and it all interconnects and you know it, it's it's just a great world to be in it's it's very fallout like in that way i think uh, it reminds me a bit of Fallout 3 in, in the world that it has being so yeah. detailed. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a very good game. Very, very good game. And Rich, definitely give one of them a go if they're on Game okay. Pass. Yeah. May as well give them, give it a try and report yeah. back. And uh, at least you don't have to get a refund for this. Exactly. I'll get Skyrim. Just delete it. I'll get Skyrim. I'll get it tonight. <laughs> cool. There's a mod on the PC for Skyrim that changes the dragon into Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. I've seen the videos of that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow! I, I'm now awesome. thinking of the mods you can get for Resident Evil 2. It's a shame you're not playing that on the <laughs> PC, Rich, because you can change Mr. Mm. X into I've like seen what Thomas was... Tank Engine, isn't it? Yeah, Thomas Tank like, Engine. Probably yeah, more terrifying than comical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, mm. There you go. There's uh, there's our four games uh, that you can vote on. So these will be going up on Twitter straight after this episode. So if you're listening on Radio Sega. It'll go up straight after. This will be on. Uh, we'll watch day is it today? So you'll be listening on the 25th of january you'll have seven days from then just like uh, the girl from the ring gives you seven days in order to vote you can vote for hitman blood money loco roco elder scrolls oblivion or dead rising um so please do go vote um and we will announce the winner of that in the next game of the year edition and also who will lose and get that uh, that lovely lovely handicap please also do feel free to suggest handicaps for future episodes because we always struggle to come please up with do some, yes yeah, yeah. The, the best one we ever done being uh, getting rich's mum to pitch on his behalf <laughs> the worst one being when uh, Stephen rich made traffic noises while i pitched burnout yeah, uh, yes, so that was bad that was, that was that was pretty bad yeah, yeah. Bad. we all went so away we... from that and had a long think about what we were doing <laughs> <laughs> we really did and, <laughs> So yes, do suggest, and please do vote in the poll seven days from right now. Um, if you're listening to this later, of course, the poll will probably already be closed. So don't go and vote, but at least you won't lose any money uh, like you would if you were voting for the X Factor. Uh, so <laughs> thank you very much for joining us today, and I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Have a chat with us if you're in the Discord about all these games, and we will see you next time. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.